welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama. Together, we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living myth, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your knowledge. As a cosmic high priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in alchemical astrology, earth chakra activations, global pilgrimages, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, affirming that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome back to another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. And if you're new here, thank you so much for coming to Circle Up with us. We're going to dive into covering our current astrology, what we're experiencing, what's coming up. As you know, we are living in radical times. We are living in fierce times and we are living in times where the holy feminine is needed now more than ever. I myself have been a devotee of the goddess circa 1980 when I was born and consciously, consciously, consciously been on the path of the goddess since my teenage years. And I could really even say since younger, but we're talking about conscious awareness. What we're facing in our current astrology and our collective reality is a time where the Holy Feminine is needed so desperately. 
something I've been talking about in my work for a number of years. And also it is a huge theme in the pilgrimages that I offer. And I was really struck by a post that I saw on social media kind of have like a love-hate relationship with social media as I think many of us do these days. And I know that it's such a wonderful way to connect with new people and to build community through these sacred offerings that I weave. And also I find social media to be, at times it can be very taxing on the nervous system. And so I don't always have the most, like the best consistency with my posts. I saw this post that Rupi Carr put out. It is a post of her lying in bed and a menstrual stain. She said that seven years ago during Women's History Month, she took this photo for a university project where she was tackling stigmas around menstruation. She shared it on Instagram in 2015, and the photo was quickly censored, went viral, and the internet unleashed their opinions. And I absolutely remember when she posted this on Instagram because I was following her then, and I thought, wow, this post is so brave and beautiful, and really was touched by it. As someone who has been in the birth realm For many years, I began my work as a birth and postpartum doula. When I say my work, I mean the first incarnation of my business. That was my primary role was working as a birth and postpartum doula and a a childbirth educator. And I've been very much connected to the power of the the female, the woman's blood and the womb space for decades. And it has been a huge part of my work and offerings, although not necessarily always at the forefront of my offerings. And it was like when I'm reading this post, which she posted yesterday in honor of International Women's Day, I'm just kind of like baffled that we're still dealing with the same tiring (laughs) craziness as women. And she wrote, she continued to write before it was removed. Men were leaving comments like this is disgusting. You're disgusting. Thank God we'll be able to make babies and labs soon and won't need women anymore. And she goes on to say, this was actually said multiple times, even by men I knew personally. When the photo was censored and went viral, I was sent death and rape threats from around the world. It didn't end. She continues to say all these years later, it remains imperative that we continue discussing menstruation openly because a lack of information and awareness leads to dangerous misconceptions. In many areas of the world today, menstrual hygiene remains a major problem because of limited access to affordable menstrual products and proper facilities. In many parts of the world, there's a belief that when people are on their periods, they're unclean. They're forbidden to leave not just their homes, but are contained to specific areas of the home. They're forced to miss school, unable to enter places of worship, and other public spaces. Some kids are missing 10 to 20% of school days a month because they're menstruating, so they fall behind and eventually drop out. Higher dropout rates increase the risks of child marriage, which inevitably holds kids back from employment or income access. 
She continues to say the stigma around menstruation is not limited to less developed parts of the world. Here in the West, misinformation about periods is widely shared. The intolerable pain many undergo during their monthly cycle isn't taken seriously because the majority of those in power don't have periods. Thus, those who do find their experience invalidated. It's also been thought that those on their periods are weaker or sick for one week a month. Little resources have been invested in this field of reproductive health, so the list of misconceptions is endless. When I was preparing for this podcast... (laughs) I hadn't read this post yet, and now I can kind of see the divine alignment of spirit and the multiverse and why why I am recording this podcast after seeing Rupi Carr's post. And I think it's so tied to this Jupiter-Chiron conjunction that is approaching this coming Sunday, which I'll I'll speak about in a minute, but I really want to finish my thought around women's health and women's rights and menstruation and honoring the moon cycle and how imperative it is. And it's so fascinating because simultaneously in my own life, my daughter is 12 and before my eyes becoming a young woman, you know, so I'm like living in a house where I'm watching my beautiful daughter emerge into womanhood and To be honest with you, I thought that by this time in space on Earth, 2023, we would have figured some things out a little more and that we would have more respect for the feminine and the fact that a woman is receiving death and and rape threats and being told, like, thank goodness that we won't you know, that that we can start to make babies in labs. I mean, with the inception of AI, that's already here, babies in labs. And as someone who has like literally sat at the feet of over 20, close to 30 women in my very short-lived birth and postpartum doula career, which, you know, when I look at posts like this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I need to go back into this work because it's just insane. It's literally insane that we have not valued the holiness of woman's blood and that we see the feminine as dirty. And I've witnessed it myself, you know, being being married to a rabbi for the years that I was and having spent time in various spiritual communities and religious communities quite often i mean what rupee said about women around the world being deemed as dirty and unholy when they're bleeding is absolutely true and there are many texts religious texts that ban menstruating women from touching their men where there's this like separation and quite often it's explained as like, oh, the woman is holy on one level, but on, you know, on another level, she's literally being seen as unclean. The reality that this is being transmitted to the feminine still on earth, when the one thing that all humans have in common is that they come from a mother and they come from a woman. It is the feminine that births 
life. And that is holy. And a woman's blood is holy. In fact, we can tell the entire health of a woman based on her menstrual cycle. We have done such a disservice, not only to women, but to all of humanity by not honoring the feminine. And this work through Earthseed Temple Arts is absolutely in celebration of the feminine, in celebration of the goddess, in celebration of the health and the vitality of all of humanity. I always make a a circulation of posts when we get to Friday the 13th, and I speak about how 13 is a sacred holy number and very much connected to a woman's menstrual cycle, and I speak about the blood of the feminine. Literally, it is the blood of the feminine that carries the codes of life. Our blood is sacred and holy, and so many of us as women have been tormented and ostracized in one way or another because we menstruate. We don't receive the proper care and respect in at large, right? Like there are women out there that absolutely are being treated like queens on their moon cycles. However, as a collective of the feminine, there's a lot of work to do on this planet Earth. And the holy feminine is so necessary to uplift in these times. So as I'm recording this podcast, we have gone through the Virgo full moon. We've now experienced the ingress of Saturn into Pisces and We'll continue to like break this transit down. And I also want to encourage you to check out my YouTube at Earthseed Temple Arts. I am going to be sharing a teaching on there, an in-depth teaching of Saturn and Pisces. So please make sure you're subscribed. That will be coming out in the next week. My YouTube channel has kind of been like collecting cobwebs for a few years. It used to be really focused on teaching yoga and meditation and sharing that technology. And so some of those older videos will still be accessible, but I will be kind of like cleaning up the channel, revamping it. And I'm really excited because coming with the spring equinox, I'm going to start a star seed wisdom council of different interviews that I will be sharing with other thought leaders around the earth. And absolutely, all of these talks are ultimately going to be in honor of the Holy Feminine. So I hope that you will come and circle up with us and enjoy receiving these teachings and wisdom because I know many of you love this podcast and some of you have been asking me to interview and connect with other people. And so I'm going to be delivering that for you, but in a video format and with other people. And it's going to be really dynamic and great. And it's part of my journey with Saturn and Pisces. It feels really appropriate and I'm excited to see what forms. So in our current astrology, as we get to the 11th of March on Saturday, we have Juno, the asteroid goddess of what we're married to, what we're committed to, what we want in divine partnership, she enters the sign of Taurus. So she leaves the fiery warrior archetype 
of Aries and shifts into Taurus. And that is her coming into her sensuality and her love of the earth and really wanting to be embodied and grounded and connected to earth-based arts and making things with the hands and enjoying nourishing food and soon Venus is going to catch up with her too. So I'm just going to go ahead and share that with you. Venus catches up on the following Thursday, the 16th of March. She shifts into Taurus around 6.35 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time. And Venus, we know, is like what we love and what we value and what we want in our relationships. And Juno and Venus paired together, both in luscious Taurus, is going to be so beautiful as we begin to come through our finale of Pisces season, our finale of the entire zodiacal wheel. We're about to begin a whole new year here as we come to the Aries transition of the sun. And that's not going to be until the 20th of of March. So we'll be talking more about that in next week's star stones and stories. However, I just want to give you kind of like a perspective of where we're going and how beautiful it is that both Juno and Venus are really anchored in luscious, earthy, very solid, dignified, resourceful Taurus. As we come to Sunday, the 12th of March at 4.44 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, we have Jupiter marrying Chiron in Aries, and they come to an exact marriage at 14 degrees, 27 arc minutes Aries. Vesta, the asteroid goddess of great devotion, is also in this mix, and she is like just a few arc minutes away, also at 14 degrees Aries. And it's a very powerful marriage when we get Jupiter and Chiron together. It's been a number of years since they have merged in this way, and absolutely since they have merged in the sign of Aries. And for me, that is exactly why there is this really strong ask from the great source consciousness for us here on earth to be in our holy feminine and also to be in our holy rage around the feminine and protecting her and being in our warriorship and being willing to stand in our sovereign truth and demand what is just for the feminine, because we know, we know this, that when one honors the goddess, there is a seat at the table for everyone, for every being. And it is an inclusive space. It is a sacred space. It is a holy space. And this marriage of Vesta, Vesta, the goddess of devotion, and what one will commit to no matter what. And she is also, she carries codes of great sexual healing and vitality as well. And Jupiter, this planet of expansion and wisdom and knowledge and prosperity, benevolent, bringing all good tidings, and Chiron, the rainbow bridge, allowing us 
to dissolve the old traumas, the old wounds, the old ways of being, and to innovate, to liberate, and to go beyond the stories and the paradigms and to evolve our consciousness. In the sign of Aries, there's very much a call for that holy feminine, for the holy warrior, for the protector, for the adventurer, for the pioneer, for the innovator, to be fiercely independent, to be instinctual and filled with this primal pranic life force. And as we rise up, round up, I was going to say round up, but rise up wanted to come up. As we round up to 15 degrees Aries, we see here that there is an expression of that ancient way of being, the past life memories, and allowing those to be like a calming agent, but also being willing to fulfill this divine purpose and to create a potential to live in the highest potential possible. And as we get to Tuesday, the 14th of March, we have our last quarter moon in Sagittarius, and that's at 24 degrees, 13 arc minutes Sagittarius, and we'll be closing out the lunar cycle that began with the Pisces new moon. We'll begin to really close out the entire zodiacal year. So this last quarter moon is really important. It's an important time to take stock in all that you've experienced since the Aries cycle began around March 20th, 21st of 2022. And what you've journeyed through, what you have learned, what you have not tended to yet, what needs to lay fallow, what needs to be weeded out of your garden, what needs to be composted, where does the soil need some extra attention and regeneration. It's a powerful, powerful time to to take stock of those visions. And as we consider this holy feminine force, for me, my connection with the holy feminine comes straight from my connection to Mother Earth. And Mother Earth herself, her physical earthly body, holds these various chakras around the planet, just like our human bodies have chakras, just like our bodies have different meridians and channels of energy that flows through us, as can be found through the ancient Taoist philosophy, as is taught through Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and other practices. These Channels and meridians that live in our physical bodies also live in the earth's, and we can see these as ley lines. The earth is a living, breathing being, a very high sentient being, and we know that the earth is over 4.57 billion years at least. And this archetype of the earth, many of us call her Mother Earth. There are also representations of Father Earth. In fact, in Dagara cosmology, as I learned through my mentor, Elder Maladoma Somme, we have a Mother Earth and a Father Earth 
Tingan and Tembalu, these are ways to connect to these frequencies that really help us belong here on the planet. And it is so true that Mother Earth, she knows your name, she knows your hopes, she knows your fears, she knows your dreams, she knows your greatest aspirations. And just as we have all of these various energy bodies and spiritual bodies and psycho-emotional bodies, so does the earth. There's There are geomagnetic fields, there's electromagnetic energy, there are telluric energy fields, and various people throughout time have been discussing the ley lines, the dragon lines, and Robert Coons is a well-known writer who his work was actually first introduced to me by my sister, Akal Pratam in Australia. She's a fabulous artist and she was the one who brought Robert Coons' work to me. And I realized that I had known about his work for quite some time, but I just didn't know his name. And I've absolutely been working in alignment with it, although just not knowing that. And then when I met with my dear sister, Louise Cannon-Harris, who's a beautiful author and an earth grid worker like myself, her and I, our souls came together. We kind of reunited in July of last year in 2022. And she also has been consciously working with the earth chakras. That's just part of the medicine of these times is that we realized that we thought we were doing this thing alone, whatever it was. And then we begin to find that there are others out there like us who are holding the field, holding the prayers, holding the intention. And I know there are so many of us on the planet and it is so important in these times that we're consciously, consciously working the grids and the ley lines and the meridians and connecting to the unseen realm, the dragons, the elementals, the little people, the fae, the elves, connecting with the great gods and goddesses, whatever high, holy, integral beings that you want to connect to that can be in service of humanity, all of it is in divine order as long as it is in service to the most high. And that is very, very important in these times to be really clear and free of all distortion frequencies. It is said that Alfred Watkins was one of the first to discover the landscape alignment of ley lines. And there are many ley lines and many lands all over the earth. However, the UK has some very famous, well-known ones like the Michael and Mary line, which I have reinterpreted as the Archangel Michael and Magdalene line, which is connected to the rainbow serpent. There is the Rose line, the Grail line, the Apollo and Athena line, the Bellinus line, and so much more. We will be consciously, consciously working with these particular ley lines on the pilgrimage I'm hosting the 4th through 16th of April, tending the dragon lines. And this is a pilgrimage that absolutely honors these powerful shifts at a time where the frequency of the Holy Feminine is so desperately needed. As we know, Saturn has shifted into Pisces. Pluto is about to shift into Aquarius. 
And in the Northern Hemisphere, we are welcoming Ostara, commonly known as Spring Equinox, with the rebirth of the Zodiacal Year. Tending the Dragon Lines is aligned with the unique cosmic forward momentum and has been specifically designed to assist you with connecting with your dragon and your unique medicine in the heart chakra of the earth. Together, we will open our inner realities to listen to the voices of the stones and to commune with the stars. In one way, you could say that this is a pilgrimage to ride your dragon into the future, to 2044 and beyond, and to seamlessly architect your future with high frequency to build a creative and intentional foundation for the new earth and the generations to come. And later on this year in June from the 9th through 24th of June, I'm offering a pilgrimage to Egypt, which takes on a very deeply visionary aspect. It is called Dream Seed Incubation with the Blue Lotus. And this pilgrimage is a weaving with the frequency of the Blue Lotus and the magic of beloved goddess Isis. Within the throat chakra of the earth, you have an opportunity to dream your visions into reality. You will experience the holy sites of Luxor, Siwa Oasis, and her healing waters, the royal blue Mediterranean, and the sun temples and pyramids of lower Egypt. So if you're interested in knowing more details about either of those pilgrimages, I invite you to check out the links in the bio, or you can just head on over to earthseedtemplearts.com. And if you want the full invitation, write to support at earthseedtemplearts.com, and I will send that out to you. Last podcast, episode 81, was entitled Through the Mirror of the Magdalene. And this legacy of the Magdalene's and the weaving of the Holy Feminine is so necessary in these times. Every single day, each one of us is dreaming the earth into being and how we interact with one another, how we utilize our sacred time and attention and our intention will help to anchor the foundation of this new earth consciousness. The legacy of the Magdalens is about conscious creation of lineage through calling forth children of high frequency, honoring the children, the youth, their divine light from the beginning, knowing that each soul, each being has a unique purpose, conscious knowledge and gifts that they are called to express here on earth, and really honoring the wholeness of the feminine and honoring the wholeness of the masculine. The Magdalene Order is dedicated to the resurrection of consciousness through all time and all ages and all spaces. I encourage you, if you'd like to go deeper, to connect with me for a one-on-one astrological divination session to know how to specifically work with your particular cosmic assignments during these powerful transits and times. And if you live in Appalachia, in honor of the Aries new moon, there will be a gathering 
at my temple space on the 19th of March, and that will be an opportunity to circle up with me before I head out to Avalon and Wales. Thank you so much for circling up here in sacred space. It has been an honor as always. May there be peace to the east. May there be peace to the south. May there be peace to the west. May there be peace to the north. May that peace anchor deep down into the heart of Mother Earth and expand out through the cosmos, out into infinity, and come spiraling back down through the crown of your head and anchor into your heart and anchor into your womb space. All beings have a womb. For men, it is the hara. For women, we know it so commonly as the womb. May the Holy Feminine be honored in these times. May all beings be free. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Ashe. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. I invite you to dive into my offerings of alchemical astrology, mystery school teachings, and global pilgrimages at earthseedtemplearts.com. Ensure you are receiving my weekly Venetian love notes delivered each Friday to your inbox, and you can sign up for those at Earthseed Temple Arts. You may follow me on YouTube at Earthseed Temple Arts. Instagram at Earthseed Temple Arts, and also at Stars, Stones, and Stories on Instagram, where you will receive regular insights and updates about our current cosmic weather. My prayer is that you fully awaken to the reality that you are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in your authentic truth, you have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth crystallize your medicine.